Welcome to the People Sports Podcast. I'm Charlotte Wilder. He's Mark Titus. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing great, Charlotte. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm laughing because mm-hmm. the intro rolls and I forgot that I'm the one who introduces the mailbag episode. And it's I don't know if you guys could hear me, but over the intro, I said, oops, I forgot it's my turn to do this. And then Mark <laughs> was just like, are you kidding me? Although one thing I will say, Mark, did you notice I had selected the right microphone from the get-go? Today. You did, yeah. You you have. Uh, it, we're, we're all. It's almost been a year since we started this thing, and you have <laughs> finally figured out how to set up your microphone. Very exciting times around these parts. Uh, can I can I open this show with a a uh, very brief monologue to say oh. that um, we did a show not too long ago where I, I I feel like I was putting out bad vibes in the universe that I'd kind of given up on sports and that. Um, it was going to take a lot for me to get back in on sports, mm-hmm. namely Travis Pastrana and David Blaine jumping out of a plane <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> right. I think that's what I that's what I wanted the most. As it turns out, I don't need that uh, because this past weekend I'm back in. I, I, oh, I declared really? America back at famously. What was this uh-huh. like a month ago? Now I'm back. I'm officially back. Uh, I, I I was feeling things as I was watching sport. I was watching the uh, the Euro final the penalty shootout and my heart is in knots and I don't really care uh, who wins, but a lot of people seem to care, by the way, a lot of people like had very strong thoughts one way or a another. A lot as more the- people than I thought in the United States that I know were deeply invested in England, Italy. Yeah. Like I, I was invested in the sense that I was watching every second and I was like right. very on the edge of my seat, but I, I, I cheer for England generally in, in these in, in tournaments that the United States are not in because um, I think their fans they are by and large. English? They speak English. <laughs> and I think their fans are mostly hilarious. And I understand that's controversial to say now because there's a lot of play about like, you know, they're obviously a lot of racism from the guys that missed the, their their penalty shots. And, and you can you can point to a lot of instances of which English soccer fans are not exactly fun, quote unquote. Right. Um, but there's something about like cutting to the crowd and seeing these drunk hooligans. Uh, and, and I saw one video before the game where a guy was just drunk holding up an English flag and he's naked on a car and just like flopping his wiener around. Oh my God. And I don't know. Like some part of that is endearing to me. And, uh, <laughs> and even then though, Charlotte, as I was watching, I was like, I don't really care who wins this. Right. Um, in fact, I almost started cheering against England because I because like part of the reason I think it's funny is that the the it's coming home stuff is hilarious to me and it feels very self aware like they realize it's never actually going to come home. Right. Um, and I thought what's best for content is that basically what happens is what happened. You know, like that's that's the best case scenario is that they get so close and they they don't do it, and then now we fast forward to the World Cup and they're like, it's all right, it's coming home this time. It's coming home. When was the last know. time it was home? 1966 they won the world cup yeah that's not home anymore that it doesn't live there anymore but that's that's what i mean that's what makes it so funny exactly that's what's hilarious that's why i'm like this is so funny to me um but you know they they i think they've taken it too but but to that point though like the re i've i've found that like mind numbing that people were like i was cheering against england because their fans are racist and we fought wars against them and i'm like buddy do you know a single thing about italy Like, do you remember? Do you in have any idea? Mussolini? Yeah, did you <laughs> yeah, ever cover yeah. that? Is that? Did you get? I mean, if yeah, that, like, right, listen, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not telling you like have that factor into who you're cheering for or not. But like, if you're gonna cheer against one, maybe do your research on right, the other. You're like, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> from a know. historical standpoint, saying that like 
you are rooting for Italy because the other team is racist and we fought wars against <laughs> yeah, them is yeah. objectively that's like that's like you are proving yourself to be an yes. absolute you yes. know, it's like you never read a book. Yes, yes, yes. Which so, is in that um, in that vein though, I was you know, I was very invested because uh I was going out to dinner at an Italian restaurant um, mm. that, you know, friends of family of, the, we, I, we know the owners. Mm-hmm. And everyone was worried that if Italy lost, the food would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> they, everyone was like, please, come on. At the penalty kicks, they were like, come on. You know, we're, we're going to this restaurant. Like, we got to, we really need Italy to pull through here because we're looking forward to this pasta. <laughs> Which is just Which is, like the that's as good a reason as any to cheer for a team, if I'm being Don't honest. Don't you think? So, um, anyway, to the larger point, Charlotte, uh, I was feeling things watching that that why soccer think, game. I was why feeling things. Why do you think things. that is, Mark? Hmm. Is I it think, just you time passed, or what was going on? Well, it wasn't just that. It was also the NBA Finals, like watching yeah. the Suns fans. Uh, Suns and Four Guy, as we said on the show, could do without him. But the guy who uh, has gotten a lot of play that, yeah, that guy, the, the Charlotte's doing the pantomime and the, the guy that was like trying to fly. What, how would you describe him? Is the, the guy, like, if you had to boil his existence down into one little bullet point, the guy who tries to fly, the guy who does acid at the Suns yeah. game and wears the shooting well, sleeve? <laughs> I, would, I, I would say, I would describe that guy as one of the extra characters in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You know, and I know, I, yeah, I think, yeah. but I also, I think that there's something like so, this is, okay, this is what it is. I've been trying to articulate Suns fans. They are like everything in white culture uh, from the from 2006. Suns fans mm-hmm. are like the or, or even like you know t- 2006 to 2011. They're the original Four Loco. They're a character from Tony mm. Hawk Pro Skater Three. They are the X Games. They are BMX bikers. They are they are jackass. They encapsulate pump anything. Pump, anything. Pump, what did I say? Pump Hawk. Pop punk is what pump punk. Like anything that, yeah. that like kids like me growing up in the suburbs, like yeah. all the all the boys that I knew were obsessed with. Like that's what I think of as Suns fans. And but they're doing it they're managing to do it in an endearing way, which yeah. is a hard thing to pull off and I respect it. I gotta I gotta turn you on to uh the Grand Canyon University student section, basketball student section. They are you aware of them? Yeah, well, I'm aware of them because I chose them to go very far in my bracket. Oh, really? In my joke bracket. Oh, okay. Because I was like, um, if they're called, there's a school called the Grand Canyon. Dude, yes, it's it's in uh, it's in the Phoenix area. I don't know if it's actually Phoenix or if it's one of those suburbs or like people get upset about that. If you Phoenix yeah. is a very I feel like aliens. Like if aliens yeah. are real, they live in Phoenix. It might be in Tempe. It might be in no, because Tempe's. Arizona. I don't know. I don't. I don't know where Green Canyon. It's in. It's in that. It's in that area. It's the only other town in Arizona I know. I know it's not in like Tucson area or wherever else in Arizona. It's in the Phoenix area. (laughs) But uh, the fans are the 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 Grand Canyon fans are equally out of their minds, and I think there's some sort of overlap. There's something going on in Phoenix because the Grand Canyon fans. Uh, it, it is the most cultish looking thing. I, it is it is the strongest cult in college basketball is Grand Canyon University because it makes zero sense why they care so much about their basketball program. Right. N- not like they've never really done much of anything. And if you go to a Grand Canyon game, I've never been to a home game, but I went to uh, Tate and I went to a game that they were playing in the Phoenix Suns arena. 
And uh, it, it was an absolute trip watching these students. They showed up. It was a doubleheader, Charlotte. And a doubleheader of Grand Canyon no, basketball? No, no, no. Grand Canyon <laughs> played the second game. I was like, Grand Canyon played two games in no, a row? There were two games that day. Okay. Uh, the first game was Gonzaga-Tennessee, which was two top. Well, I think Tennessee was, I think Gonzaga was number one. Tennessee was like ranked in the top five. Awesome game. Then Grand Canyon played in the second game. The Grand Canyon kids showed up for the first game and were like tripping balls the whole game and like waving at the free throw shooters and all that kind of stuff. And then the second game was played and they're all just like during timeouts, like bopping up and down. And like, like it is the most absurd thing I've ever seen in my life. And I'm watching the Suns now. And I'm, I'm like, basically what happens is all the kids that went to Grand Canyon grew up and like, they're like, I need, a ch- they're- I need an outlet for this. I want to go to the Suns games. I think that's what happened. <laughs> all the kids graduated are in, and they are in like the weird dead time of your twenties yes. where yes. you're like, everything is somehow just like so awful, but you feel like it should be good, but it's yes. bad. Yes. And I think that, that they are all at the Suns games. Yeah. So, That's incredible. I got to see these guys, and I'm going to go look up YouTube. You should look up YouTube, Grand the Grand Canyon, Canyon students. Because you'll watch it, and you'll be like, this is not that dissimilar to, say, like the Cameron Crazies of Duke. And I and I, I would understand that you would jump to that conclusion, but I would like to point out that Duke has won five national championships. Duke is one of the best programs in college. Grand Canyon is not, and they sell out every game, and their fans are just like... That's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's also Duke fans, though. Like You zoom in on any Duke fans, and you're like... Okay, he's going to work at Goldman. She's going to work at right. Lehman. That right. guy's going to work at Barclays. You zoom in on a Grand Canyon fan, and you're like, T- could literally anything <laughs> could go on to do we anything. Don't know. We don't it know. Reminds you of, it reminds me of a. I vividly remember this. Uh, I don't know if this happened in your schools, or maybe this is a, a Midwest versus I Northeast can't wait. type yeah, deal. Let's do it. We had a guy, I'll never forget this as long as I live. I'm in eighth grade health class, and like a, a, a guest speaker comes in. I forget what his role, maybe it was a cop, maybe it was like a commute. I don't know who he was now that I think about it. <laughs> but he's wild. I have no idea who he was, but it was some sort of guest speaker to like, it definitely wasn't a cop talking about drugs. I know that it wasn't like one of the dare situations, but, but think that vibe, Charlotte, yeah, like, I got it's it, a I guy got it, I got it. like kind of talk. And I'll never forget. The guy was like, statistically, one of you in this room will be dead by the time you're all 25. And I remember looking around the room like, what? what? <laughs> in health class? Yeah. And I'm looking around like, is it me? Is it me? Me? You? Me? And That's he was an probably insane... right. He was probably right. But like absolutely insane to say that, right? <laughs> was he trying to get you like not to drive drunk or something? Yeah, it, like it that was like, feels it was like, like the vibe. Yeah. It was like. Or like of, don't have sex because you'll get an STD and die. Like that. I, I, I think his mindset was like, you guys are young and you think you'll live forever. But actually, I'm here to tell you, you won't. And one of you, in fact, will be dead before you know it. And I mean, <laughs> and you saying that about the Grand Canyon fan, my mind went to there. It was like, you're sitting all these Grand Canyon fans. You're like, well, one of you will be in prison at this time next year. We just don't know who it is. <laughs> Dude, that is. all looking around like, what? Can I, can I talk like, quick? Jake, it's definitely going to be you, right? And Jake's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's probably me. <laughs> and everyone's like, it's Jake. And then, and now Jake is like the most successful one. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. the lawyer who. This, you know, I I need to tell a quick health class story. I hope I haven't told this before because if I have, I'm turning into my grandmother, my my late grandmother, who you know, she just she had the same cycle of stories, and she somehow always related everything back to the Missouri Compromise, which was just an absolutely <laughs> wild. It was the Monuments Men. She at one point claimed that she had been there, like finding the the, the George Clinton. I mean. 
<laughs> we gotta. We, there's some. There's an incredible movie to be done in my grandmother. But anyway, um, she, I, uh, you had to take health class senior year uh, at my high school, and it was sort of like an evolved because you took in like freshman year, and then they were like, here's an evolved, more adult version. I don't really know. And every senior was just put into a health class, and it just mm-hmm. popped up on your schedule. You didn't have to do anything. Someone messed up the schedule, so I never. First and second semester of my senior year of high school, health class never showed up on my schedule. And so Mm. I had an extra hour long free period every single, every week of senior year. And my friends were like, well, aren't you going to like, shouldn't you tell someone? Because like, don't you have to, isn't it a requirement for graduating? And I was like, are you kidding me? You think I'm going to tell someone that I'm not in? I was like, I don't have to, I have extra time and I don't have to take health. And they were all like, okay, so... The health teacher was one of the ushers at graduation, which I did not realize. And she's the one who who told us when to walk across the stage. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I get up there and she looks at me and she goes, I don't know you. And I was like, ooh. And she was like, you never took health. And I was like, and in that moment, you know, they're like 10 seconds between me and graduation. And I was, and I I was just like, I can, this can go, I can lie or I can, I was just like, no, you're right. I didn't. And she was like, God, well, just, I mean, just like go, just go. And so, and she she was like, you know, it, you could tell it was just like defeated. She was like, whatever, man, like just wow. go graduate. That's good, good on her because I pictured like that's the start of a, a some sort of like comedy rated PG, PG-13, I think. God, that would uh, be Is great. that Billy Madison? Am I describing Billy Madison? Is that kind <laughs> Probably. Of like, did I just but isn't something? that, I should, I should write a script off that. Rosenbaum is scrapped. It's now called health class. Yeah. The, the, the teacher's like, no, you can't graduate. We have to, and, and over the course of the rest of the graduation ceremony, you have to go to the back room and like take a crash course in health and pass this test. <laughs> I'm just sitting around <laughs> like, you, you know, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not, the, the jokes were going to be bad. Anyway, oh, Mark, should we read some emails? We should. I just wanted to start by saying I'm officially back into sports. Thank you to the, to the Suns fans. The Bucks fans were fun last night watching the finals. Uh, the Euro 2020, Conor McGregor breaking his ankle helped. Um, that that excited me. Um, him him talking trash. Conor McGregor, I I can't stand Conor McGregor. And people are like, oh, I love Conor McGregor. And I'm like, I just nothing about this man appeals mm-hmm. to me. But I also everybody knows I don't like fighting. He sitting there with a broken ankle. Joe Rogan is interviewing him, <laughs> and Conor McGregor is saying to the other guy, "Poor War, how do you say his name? Poirier." Poirier, I think. Whatever. He's saying, he's like, your wife is in my DMs. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is what we've come to as a society. Is it, is it Conor McGregor sitting on the floor with a broken ankle telling someone their wife is in his DMs while Joe Rogan holds a microphone? Charlotte, I think this is actually good for you because I think if, if you want to tell people you don't really necessarily like watching MMA or UFC or whatever, and they're like, well, why? I don't understand, Charlotte. You like sports. You have to certainly understand there's an art to this, and it's like yeah. kind of a fun comp- – and they, they make their case. Yeah. All you have to reply is a picture of Joe Rogan sitting on the ground <laughs> with Conor McGregor <laughs> interviewing him because <laughs> that kind of tells the whole story. You're like, yeah. this is it. This is, this is what I don't – like I'll be like, defend this. Just this. This whole defend thing happened. They're like, well, what part? And you're like, just kind of all of it. Like, why did Joe Rogan sit on the ground? Why did <laughs> why Conor McGregor? Why at this point in 2021? Why are we still with this guy? Like, I know. What? <laughs> that's amazing, Mark. I love it. I'm, that's, oh, there's man. my comeback. Um, well, I'm so glad you're back in sports. I'm so glad you love him again. We're so thrilled to have you back because. Mm. 
We also have a few emails that I want to start with um, because, you know, we were off for a few weeks and we got a few emails over that time. And my favorite one that we got was from Ben Coford, who's emailed us before. I love that we're starting to get like our email buddies. Like mm-hmm. I see their names come in. And I'm like, oh, Ben, what's up, my dude? Um, and the subject line of this says no podcasts this week. And I was like, oh, oh man. All right. So I open it. It says, Dear Mark and Sh- Dear Marlin and Shark. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> without having your podcast to distract me, I've been very productive at work. Please come back soon. Thanks, Ben. Mm. Mm. Well, you're welcome. So ben. here we when, are, Ben. We're ben, ready when, to distract you. Uh, ben, when you get a raise because you've been so productive, how about a little kickback <laughs> for uh, us taking the time off? You know, we helped you out. Ben, do you work at a company that wants to sponsor us? Mm. Oh, do you want to hear something crazy, Mark? What? I got a DM this morning on Twitter from Duke's Mayo. <laughs> They're like, we want to send you some merch. And I was like, let's go. This is what my entire career has been leading up to. And it's been worth it. Duke's Mayo. <laughs> so if you want a shirt, I'll tell him to send you one too. <laughs> is this the real Duke's Mayo or just a parody is what I would hit him with. I'd be like, Hopefully. I, I, this is too good to be true. <laughs> They're like, ah, you got me. It's Hellman's in a disguise. <laughs> Um, here's another one we got while, while we're away, which is appropriate intro song. And it's from Tyler Springs. And he says, dear uncle Mark and aunt oatmeal. <laughs> oh no. Oh, he no. said, this is, this, this loops in Tate. So you gotta, you gotta okay. ask Tate about this, which this isn't, this isn't insane. First of all, I'm going to blanket that. I'm going to get out ahead of this. I'm going to say, Tyler, don't do what you're asking us about. Just, just straight up. Don't do it. Okay. My fiance and I would like your help. We're getting married in August, and we disagree on an important element of the wedding. But first, aside... Oh, wait. No, sorry. So, Okay, so here's the deal. I legitimately think we could play the Titus and Tate intro music as the accompanying song when the two of us enter our wedding reception. It'd be a classic and subtle, if you know, you know, situation. We would only do this with the express written consent of your bosses at Fox, Brad Stevens, Luca Garza, and Lord Our God, of course. In contrast... My fiance thinks it's better to use the People Sports podcast theme for our entrance music, assuming we get Sharon's, uh, Shailene and Aaron's permission. She also supports other choices that would not highlight our mutual sports dorkdom for all of eternity. <laughs> what are your professional opinions? Does Moses concur? And how many victory mm. laps do I get for being right? Please let me know. Ever mm. hopeful, Tyler and Justine. Mm. This is a great. Uh... First of all, I'm beyond honored. Yeah, yeah. Because you the, know, I have I have two goals in life: graduation, give a graduation speech, and officiate a wedding. Yes, and this so is, this feels like a step in the right direction. But I also don't want them to do this to themselves. Do you? Okay, let me let me pause right there. Are these like actual goals, or is this like uh, is this a bit? Because are, do, oh, do you think you can handle the you can handle that standing up on the graduation in the public speech in front of a bunch me? of you're gonna Mark, li- Charlotte. I'm, I thought so too, and then I said, "Smell it before you eat it." To a group of seventeen-year-olds, so I'm just saying, you get up Listen, there. I was the runner-up. Both this, this is this is like deep wounds. Both my high school and my college, the students voted on who they wanted the student speaker to be, and I was the runner-up <laughs> both times. All I've ever wanted. Is to oh, give a so goddamn is, graduation speech. Oh, okay. So this is unfinished business. This is not. Yes, yeah, I really uh, want right. that. I need this. In fact, Officia- I don't want it. I need it. I think officiating a wedding would be easier. That's why I say, like, giving the graduation speech. I'm with you. Like, you especially you see like clips of uh, 
I don't know the the guy who who played like Robin in some like movie in 1991 or something mm. is like now speaking to like Ithaca College graduation. You're like, what the hell is good? How did this even happen? Who, who, Do you mean Kevin is... Costner? <laughs> yeah. I, you're like I don't. Which understand. Robin are we talking about? Hood or sidekick? Oh, I was I was meaning it doesn't matter. The, 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 just like some random guy that has no affiliation to university is like giving a speech, and you're like, how does this happen? I want in on that. But then I think more on it and I think I don't think I do because I would clam up. I wouldn't be able to do it. You're, you're well, saying like you would knock it out of the park. Oh, yeah. All right. All it right. would be the most memorable. This is, I would crush a graduation. Yeah, because this is a long time coming for you. I think for me, it I've would be like, oh, shit, what do like I do? Years. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you have been really thinking about it. Okay. Um, back to the question. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't think this is like as as ridiculous as you do in the sense that I think the real ridiculous would be if this was their first dance song. Mm-hmm. I think that's like inexcusable. At that point, we're like, come on, you guys need some help. Like, please don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> I think just the, the the coming into the reception song, What I mean, how long is it going to play? For like 10 seconds? And you just kind of like, you're both like raising yeah, the roof right, and right, right, dancing right. all goofy and everything. So I think you're good. But which one do they, I don't... it makes me uncomfortable i don't i I think do neither do exactly well that's why it's the problem is that it's like you know you can't you can't choose which podcast music they should walk into and that is but i also think that i it it is too much of an honor to me i think the reason i say don't do this is because i'm like that is so much weight like that 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 is so much pressure for us to continue doing a great podcast that I might crumble. Like that's pressure. I'm not sure I can handle because I'm so moved and honored that you would even consider doing that. It feels a lot like my old producer at the ringer, Kyle, who got a OSP tattoo on his forearm for one shiny podcast. And we told him like three months later, we were leaving the show. That's what what it feels like. And I don't want, I also don't want it to jinx this show. You know, like I, I, listen, here's, here's what I'll say. Tyler and Justine, if you want, we will record a congrats and welcome to Tyler and Justine. Ladies wedding. and gentlemen, please yes. put your hands together for Tyler and Justine. Ding, 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 ding. Bow, bow, bow. We will yeah. do that for you. Yeah, we'll that's record a good... that for you and send it to you. And then it's personalized and you don't have to choose, you know, a, a music thing. That's a good compromise because I'm I'm with you. There's a ton of pressure at that point. If they if they choose either one of the shows, then now all of a sudden it's like you know, I because because what happens like if you listen to a podcast, inevitably at some point you're gonna be like, it's kind of like it's it's kind of over the hill. Like it's kind of peaked. You know, like the, 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 I, that's I, my nightmare. But that's what that's what that's happens my with everybody with every. At some, because at some point, I'm like everyone who's not in along with everything I say, and they're like, "I love Titus because he's got the best takes." God damn, that guy's takes are so good. He's he's on fire. Somewhere along the line, I'm gonna be like, "I was actually cheering for England over Italy," and they're be like, "What? I'm out. I'm out." And then, you know, I see. I see. I all see, it takes so- is like one thing to be a little off, and you're like, "Well, that changes everything." Now I'm out on this guy. <laughs> and my fear is that Tyler and Justine think they like us, but then somewhere along the line, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna say something, and you're gonna be like, "I don't like." I think here's I think, the thing. Though. I think that's a good solution, though, is we could we could do it that way. Why don't yeah, they play? We'll, do a, we'll personalize it. Why don't here, here's a better one? Why don't you play the "It's Coming Home" song uh, that England uses? It's coming home. It's coming. And then instead of saying "football's coming home," drop the uh, Borat saying "My wife." My wife. <laughs> My wife is coming home. 
Do that. Perfect. Play that song. <laughs> Tyler and Justine, there you go. You got an answer. I love that. Okay, we solved it. Um, all right, so here's an, e- here's an email actually about what we talked about last week. Uh, Villains to Heroes. It's mm-hmm. from Scott Broffman. He says, hi, Charlotte Mark. Welcome back. Love the per- first podcast back. Thank you, Scott. There's nothing better than a Villains to Heroes story that gets the sport juices pumping. It got me thinking about who are the best villains turned heroes in anything, sports or otherwise. Here mm-hmm. are my honorable mentions. Darth Vader. <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert. I, I, which, spoiler alert, I haven't seen any of the Star Wars movies. Um, I've which, seen them all, and also I don't, I guess I didn't realize Darth Vader because like, I, I didn't I, know he was. When he I watch good? the Star Wars movies, I, I enjoy them all. I'm sitting there eating the popcorn, and I'm like, wow, good film, good film. The moment the thing ends, I forget every single part of it. And like, someone will talk to me, and they're like, you, yeah, remember in Star Wars 1? And I'm like, I literally don't remember. <laughs> Anything, any I don't, re- I don't know how many there have been. I don't know who the, I don't know anything. I don't remember anything. Uh, that's so, the most accurate description of Star Wars I've ever heard. Yeah, because I've the, heard people like people have described it to me. They've been like, yeah. well, in this one, this happened. Couldn't. The only thing I know is that there was a snake in the garbage pit in the very first one ever, and I didn't swim in a lake for two years because I was so scared that that thing was at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> And but then I was good. like, I hate snakes and Star Wars, I think. Maybe it's good for me that I don't remember because then I can just keep rewatching it. I just have amnesia and I'm like, oh my God, Darth Vader did what? And I just like watch it every single He's every five dad? years. Every five years I rewatch and I'm like, whoa, who saw that coming? It's like months of your life are now filled with entertainment once every five years. Uh, uh, all right. So, you know. Okay. Darth Vader's a good one. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. WWE one that mm-hmm. or WWF one that I don't understand, but I will give you he just, the Terminator. He just, okay. Also, didn't see any of those. So this this email is going right over my head. Uh-huh. Ray can sell his brother in Field of Dreams. Don't sell the farm, Ray. That's all we ever wanted to hear, Scott. Mm-hmm. Right. Apollo Creed in Rocky one and two. You screaming, "What a jerk!" I hate you in Rocky. I, and I, the point, the reason I read this email is because I have not seen a single movie that's got this. <laughs> you got zero here. of these references. Zero but- of them. You could tell that he he really put some thought into it, and you wanted to give a tip of the cap. Yeah, and that and that our listeners and you probably didn't grow up under a rock, and will have yeah. seen at least one of the things he's talking. Well, about. to be honest with you, I feel like I've seen all of them, and they none of them really clicked. Like, that's not true. <laughs> Terminator clicked because like isn't Terminator one? Terminator is clearly the bad guy, and he's trying to kill Sarah Connor or whatever. And then as the series progresses, they were like, "How do we sell this to America?" That I don't know. And I think is Arnold they pivoted. Schwarzenegger the Terminator? Yeah, yeah. But I think they pivoted and Terminator was then like on But he's team. the guy. Yeah. I don't oh, know. I'm God, confusing it is... with Transformers. Oh my I... God. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, isn't it a robot? Isn't, isn't Arnold Schwarzenegger op- Optimus Prime? Do yeah. I have that right? <laughs> what? Oh, God. oh right. my God. Charlotte explains uh, <laughs> 80s and 90s action movies. Uh, no one as though that. as though it's icing. Yeah, what, what's more painful to listen to is like because I think I probably botched the Terminator. I, I like I said I watched like all these movies one time because I I'm very much a guy who falls into the uh, the the trap the peer pressure trap of like if you talk about something enough around me mm-hmm. I have to know what you're talking about. So like I'll watch the show that everyone's talking about because I'm like all right uh, all right give me the show i I gotta Mm -hmm. i gotta see what the hell this is you're talking about so i've watched like all of these these movies because they're talking Mm -hmm. they're they're legendary movies 
But damn, I don't remember a thing about them. <laughs> See, Mark, I like that about you, though, because I go the other direction. I'm like, everyone likes this. I'm going to hate it. I'm not watching it. Mm. Like, I'm such a, I'm, I'm like, no. And then someone, it's gotten better. I've gotten better at it because I'm like, well, I need to be able to do my job. And, you know, like, yeah. I don't know if you're aware, but there's a real strong crossover between sports and pop culture. Mm. And, you know, and I was like, well, mm-hmm. as a podcaster in this space, I need to know what's going on. You're the person. So. You, you just had your arms crossed and like season three of Breaking Bad. You just finally are like, never watch Breaking Bad. All right, fine. It's not the worst. I'll give it See, to you. <laughs> fine. It's like fine. 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 <laughs> Fine, I have okay. to like, stumble upon something by accident and think that I'm the only one who knows it exists, yeah. and then I'll watch it. Um, all of these were good though. Apollo Creed's a good one too, because I, I like basically it's, it's there's a lot of uh, yeah, like you said, it's just it's just villains that become heroes. Because mm-hmm. I think what happens is like as you're making these movies, you have the idea of the villain, but then the villain is so iconic and so important, and usually in a series, Charlotte, the villain is only for that movie, you know. Like if you think yes. of like a James Bond type thing yes. or like a, the Spider-Man's like there's always like Batman. Yeah. There's like the one villain for like, yeah, like Joker shows up for like the second movie and then he goes away and then there's like Bane. The new, and then Bane. Now, all right, this is the Bane movie. But I think what happens is like you get a villain that's so good. They want to keep him around. But how do we keep him around? Like we don't want to like a weird thing happen where everyone watched this movie and is going to start cheering for the villain. So like, why don't we make the villain a good guy? I think that's what happens. I think that's right. Like in Rosenbaum, Bugs Bunny is going to become beloved Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. we make five of them. Yes. Yes. But at the start, he's a gangster and he's He's a bad guy who kills Rosenbaum's mom. (laughs) He's up to no good. (laughs) Esther. (laughs) Ethel. Sorry. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, All right. Here is uh, a weird email. This is from Jason. Let's just leave it there. His, it's it's LeBron's redemption. This is just okay. a, this is just one of those takes where I'm like, oh my god. Okay, dear Charlotte and Mark, LeBron sucks. Growing up in the Bay Area as a Warriors fan has made me despise him so much as a player. But it's off the court where he really gets me, which is a mm-hmm. hilarious way to start. And because most people are like. You know, I can't say LeBron on the court, he whines, but he's done so much good off the court. And this guy's like, on the court, he's fine. Off the court? And this is why. (laughs) Yep. The bullshit lie of him regretting naming his son after himself is just such a lie. Yes. LeBron loves the spotlight so much that anytime Bronny gets mentioned in the media, LeBron must just love hearing his own name. I think the only thing that could redeem him in my eyes is if LeBron changes his own name to the names <laughs> of his other kids so that he would now be Bryce Zuri James. Love the pod, Jason. <laughs> oh, man. That's, That's an a- incredible email because it starts and you're like, oh, no, is this going in a bad? Yeah. Like, is he going to hate the, the good things that LeBron does for his community? And then he's like, nope, strictly names. And there's a way to solve it. LeBron's an interesting answer, though, for for this villain to hero thing, because I think uh, he, he's obviously very polarizing right now for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. And I am curious, is there a way for the people that hate LeBron to eventually love him? I actually went the opposite way. I I was very much a LeBron fan forever. I'm not an I'm not a hater at this point, but I'm kind of mm-hmm. like I'm over the like he he's very there, there's not an, an an ounce of genuine blood in that guy anymore. It's like very <laughs> obviously branded. Like I don't yeah. know, you know, like everything about him is like a brand play. Every decision he makes, yeah. whatever he has for breakfast this morning, he's thinking about his brand, and you know, it's it's just all manufactured garbage yeah. to me. 
Yeah. And so I'm kind of out on him for that regard. But I am curious of like people that hate the guy that they say he whines and flops and is a narcissist and all that kind of stuff. Is there a world in which LeBron can win you back? Because I think like if, if you were a hater forever, I feel like the 2016 finals beating the Warriors, not certainly not for what's the emailer's name? Jason. Jason. He's he's from the Bay Area. He's a Warriors fan. So this was never going to work for him. But I feel like a lot of people may be watching LeBron going up against a 73 and 19, coming back from down 3 1 for his hometown team, winning the finals. Like that was kind of a moment in time where it's like, all right, I've hated this guy forever, but maybe I love him now. But then he, he kind of yeah. pissed all his goodwill away, didn't he? Between I mean, then so. And now? Yeah, I think that the problem my my criteria were for being likable were starring good commercials, stick around a lot and put a team on your back. And the problem is that I didn't account for was that if you stick around too long mm. after you put the team on your back and mm-hmm. then you go to the Lakers and then you go to the that Lakers. <laughs> starts undoing a little bit of the good. You know, like stick around long enough but the longer you stay around as an athlete, the only the only exception to that I really do think is Tom Brady because I think that people who people hated him and then he left and after winning his seventh Super Bowl, even if they're like I still kind of hate him, he got a little bit goofier and yeah. you know he did kind of put the team on his back a little bit, you know, and the commercials were okay. If we're if we're comparing the two, I would say. LeBron leaving Miami to go to Cleveland was Brady leaving the Patriots to go to the Buccaneers, where when LeBron won with the Cavs, that was kind of Tom Brady's win with the Buccaneers. Yes. Now, if Tom Brady joins the Cowboys and wins the Super Bowl, every, no one's going to be happy for him. No, like Tom Brady true. goes to the, you know what I mean? And that's kind of what LeBron did is that he then goes to the Lakers and you're like, all right. All yeah, right. no, mm. that's the only thing, the only thing worse. <laughs> that LeBron could have done and gone to the Lakers is go to the Celtics. Yes, yes. If and he's still had might, gone by the way. The Ce- it's early. He's still if, might. <laughs> he's if still LeBron might. goes to the Celtics, yeah, he's toast. Yeah, he goes to the Celtics. I I thought that like that was my genius galaxy brain idea when he uh, when he was talking about leaving. Um, Miami, the when he, when he ended up going to Cleveland, because there were rumblings that he was going to leave Miami. I don't think everyone knew that he was going to Cleveland or, or anything like that. But uh, it was enough that people were discussing what should LeBron do. And in my mind, I thought I wanted him to go back to Cleveland. Um, but I also thought it would be hilarious if he just like signed one year contracts and his whole he spent the rest of his career just being a mercenary trying to win titles for downtrodden franchises. And he's like, I won one for Cleveland. He goes back to Cleveland. They won in 2016. He's like, all right, cool. Now I'm going to sign with the Clippers. I don't know. And we'll win one with the Clippers. All right, cool. Now who's up next? Uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Cool. Let's do it. I'm with you. Let's win a title. <laughs> I mean, Patriots, here we go. Your you know, turn. <laughs> you know what that ties into, Mark, is our whole problem of retiring jerseys. Because then yeah. it, every team would have to retire LeBron's jersey. We Which actually got a great email about this. Is what he would probably want. If, That's why LeBron, he'd be doing yeah. it. Yeah. The only reason he'd be doing it is so that there are only like four teams left that can use 23. <laughs> or what's the number of six? What's six the other one? or who knows? I mean, I don't know. This we got an email about that actually. I've got two more emails I want to read, um, and then we'll you know let you guys go. Unless you want us to keep talking, I never know how long way, people want. At any point, I just want to make this clear. At any point, you can press pause on your podcast <laughs> machine and kind of go back to your life. Like this is not a hostage situation, as it turns out. That's a out. good point. So I don't know if anyone. That's I don't know if any point. of our listeners were aware of this. You do not have to listen. <laughs> 
You can actually, you can actually go now. It's I like I think, Mark. I think that I think I'm on the phone with our <laughs> listeners, and I'm like, I'll let you go. I'll let you go in a second. But one more thing, because I do this. I think I'm the only millennial in the world who loves talking on the phone. I mean, you know this. I call you out of the yes, blue, and you're yes. like, "Why are you calling me?" And I'm like, yes. "Just went for a walk." I call my friends all the time when I'm walking, and one of them. One of them answered. She's like, oh, my God, are you OK? And I was like, what? And she was like, why are you calling me? And I was like, because I miss you. And she's like, talk. oh, yeah. she was like, don't do that to me. She's like, I thought you, I thought someone had died. <laughs> anyway, um, here's the retiring jerseys email from Ben Kula, another Ben who were a friend of the pod. He says, hi, Charlotte and Mark. I'm currently attempting not to weep with, weep with Giannis's injury. So this was from a little while ago and mm-hmm. figured I could take my mind off things for a second with my solution to retiring jerseys. This is great. When retiring a jersey, you retire the name, the number and name of the player. Mm. Are you Marty Ruth when finally getting called up to the Yankees in 2027? You won't be number three. Are you Johnny Favre starting at QB for the Packers in 2071? Can't be number four. You've got to pick just not that one. Mm. Only hiccup is for sports where the jerseys don't normally have names on the back, but they need to get with the times anyway and help people who don't know every player on the team by memory, which is a 100% take I agree with. Whenever a team doesn't have names on the back, I'm like, oh, you Mm -hmm. think you're that special that I know Mm -hmm. who number 12 is? Mm -hmm. Anyway, he said, miss the pod while you took some time off. Looking forward to having you back, Ben. I like this idea. This reminds me, the first thing that came to mind is uh, there's an outfielder named Steven Souza uh, who was, I don't know if he's still in the majors right now, but he... um, he was on the Tampa Bay Rays. That's where I think he had the most success. But anyway, he he spent a year or two on the Chicago Cubs and played right mm-hmm. field and wore number 21. Oh. And there would be a guy in right field for the Cubs named Sousa S- that wore 21. Yeah. And it broke my brain. I was like, this does not compute. I don't, this, this is too much. This is, this is all very confusing. Um, and that, that's exactly where my mind went as he was saying that. And I was like, in that instance, get it out of here. I don't want, Wait, I don't, so we don't Sammy 21. Sosa was 21? Yeah, Sammy Sosa wore 21 and played right field. It was the exact oh, same position, almost the same name, um, and the same number. And Sammy Sosa's jersey is obviously not retired with the Cubs. Uh, but at the same time, I was like, someone has to step in and say, like, yeah, like you can't on. you can't say Sousa 21 in right field and Wrigley Field. What are we doing? Change one of those things. What are we doing? So um, I, I like that idea. Retire the name and the... I don't know. This is a thing that like, I feel like this is a well that we can just keep going back to if we have nothing to talk about, because like, <laughs> I, I think about it for five minutes and my entire stance Same. on this completely changes. <laughs> I, I, Mark, when I was completely on vacation, changes. I brought this up with, with some of my family and friends and we were just like, I don't know. Like we, yeah, we reached a dead end where know. we were all just like, I don't know what, I was like, what do you think the answer? I think my cousin was just like, I literally, I, I, I don't know. Don't, I don't know. This is the the problem with this too is it brings out the worst trait in me, which is that I just want to be antagonistic and I want to. So I feel like whatever I think on this issue is probably just dictated by the person sitting next to me. Whatever they think, I think the opposite because I want to argue with them. <laughs> you know that's why you're so good. At, that's why you're so good at sports media. Yeah, that's a whole. So I'll just add, if I brought it up to my dad and he was sitting right there and he said something that like like I say on the show how I feel. And my dad just parrots it back to me. I'm yeah. like, now dad, I'm going to stop you right there because have you thought about this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here's the here's the reason that I hope that we have longevity or that we don't you know do something that Tyler and Justine are eventually going to hate is because you and I flip flop 
so regularly mm-hmm. and we regularly admit we don't actually know anything and that what we are saying could be wrong and could change mm-hmm. at any given moment we have we are really building in some it's like putting allegedly before anything you write in an article we're like look yes. i don't even trust yes. my own and it's not facts it's opinions i'm yes. like here's what i think and now keep in mind this could be completely wrong and i might hate what i said in three days and then you, you just throw a bunch of darts uh, towards the dartboard and a lot of them contradict each other. But then when you get one right, you just remind everybody about, you take the clip of you saying something that was right and you remind everybody how right exactly. you are. That's that's this business, baby. You're like, yeah, check out this bullseye. Check, check out, yeah, okay, if I'm an idiot, yeah, you said I'm an idiot, watch this, <laughs> look at this. And then you're like, I I think the Suns and the Bucks will meet in the NBA finals. And everyone's like, oh my God, how did she know that? And then it's... You, it's you like went the through literally who, every single team and you're reading off a sheet. I think the Nets and the Warriors will be, the, I think. The- <laughs> Do you remember in like 2016 with the Warriors and the Cavs or some guy who had predicted Cavs in seven from like 30 years ago or like from, you know, whenever oh, yeah. Twitter started. And you know that that guy just put every possible combination. And then deleted and his a year And then deleted the rest of them, but kept the good one. Right. But still, you saw that one, and you're like, whoa. (laughs) I saw that one, and I was like, that guy's a genius. With that in mind, uh, I'm going to do something real quick right here. Uh, Okay. The Milwaukee Bucks will win the NBA Finals in six games. Book it. It's going to happen. Anyone who thinks it's not going to happen is out of their mind, and frankly, you're being led astray by, by listening to horrible opinions. Okay, the Milwaukee Bucks will win the NBA Finals in Game Seven. I think the, I think the home team is going to win every single game in this series until Game Seven, when the Bucks pull the upset in Phoenix. And I I think people counted out the Bucks way too soon when the Suns went up 2-0. Okay, okay. so uh, yeah, you go, you go. Your can turn. I do one? <laughs> yeah. Look, it it was always going to be Suns in five. Anyone who says opposite, of course they were going to drop one game in Milwaukee. Like it's a home team, everybody does that. They're going to come back stronger in the second home game against Milwaukee second home game. They're going to go back to Phoenix. They're going to seal the deal. That's it. Boom. Chris Paul done. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. I think, you know, if anyone says anything other than Suns and Six, come on. There's no there's no possible outcome that like look, okay, Milwaukee's going to win the next home game. Fine. They go back to Phoenix. You think that the Bucks are going to win a game in the Valley? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dumb so uh, if the Suns win in seven, I think we're screwed. But uh, that's okay. Do it, do it quickly. All right, uh, so I, 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 I'm reading the, my read on this series, Charlotte. Just at three games in, uh-huh. um, I know everyone thought Phoenix was was going to run away with this. I, I liked what I saw from Milwaukee in Game Three. This feels like a seven game series, and I, I honestly, as much as I like the Bucks, I just don't see a way that they can they, they're going to win Game Seven in Phoenix. I don't see how that's going to happen. Put me down for uh, Suns in seven. I'm sorry. Cool, we did it. All right, great. So, All right. so uh, great, great work. Uh, uh, here's one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's one. Oh man, that was our best bit yet. We got to do that for more of these. We're gonna because think about it. People who don't listen to the show but only yeah. like see our clips every once in a while, they'll like, be like, "How do they do that?" <laughs> we got to give these guys a race. <laughs> Holy shit! No, what's gonna uh, happen is like, what's gonna happen is uh, people are gonna think we're like gambling sharps or something, and they're gonna be like, "So who do you like in this uh, Toledo Bowling Green football game?" Then, since you guys seem to know everything. <laughs> Do you like? Do and you we'll like record Toledo? every possible outcome, and then yeah. at the end, and when the game is over, we'll be like, we said it the whole time. Come on, it's your fault that you put money on Bowling Green. <laughs> we never said that. Uh, all right, one more email. Best predictable sports headlines. This is from Josh Chazen. 
He says, I don't even understand this. You know how people, I, you know, Scarlett and Mark or whatever, you know, they mess yeah. up our names on purpose. This one, I don't even get it. Hi, Joey King's stunt double and the future Mr. Brewer Titus. Do you get mm, that? Okay. Miss, okay. Joey King, what? Hold on, say that again. <laughs> Joey King's stunt double. Who's Joey King? I don't know. That's a problem. I'm oh, Googling. Joey King, American actress. Okay, yeah. So you're saying you look like Joey King. That's, 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 that plays. That plays. Uh, do I? She's 21 years. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, she's big it, eyebrows. Like, that, see, this is not, the thing. Anytime anyone says I look like someone, it's just because they also have big eyebrows. I'll take it. She's beautiful. I'm not saying you look like her or don't look like her. I'm saying that it plays. Like, I'm saying, like, I right. can at least track what he was going for there. So that one I'm plays. very flattered. Thank and you, And then what, was the, what, what did he say about me? Mr. Brewer hyphen Titus. Brewer who okay so what does that mean <laughs> i don't know man hmm. i this really usually There's we some can, sort of brewer is there, is a there brewer? what's the inside joke about brewer is i someone brewer oh am i do i look like jim brewer did he spell it like jim brewer <laughs> who i don't know who jim who's jim brewer you don't know jim brewer ah! uh, who's jim brewer? How, how did he spell it how did he spell it in the email br like the beer oh well, that doesn't play then, because Jim Brewer spells it differently. Wow, this is confusing. Uh, so, the, the, uh, someone else write in emails to someone explain else, us. Yeah. Right, Josh, can you email us again? This is the human centipede at work here. Now we want people <laughs> to email us about Josh's email and explain to us what Josh is thinking. <laughs> Good. I was just like, okay. Anyway, great email though. He says the publications that use "Born to Run" as a headline for Jessica Springsteen qualifying th- for the Olympics got me thinking about predictable sports headlines. My mm-hmm. friend is an NHL reporter for a major publication. I told my friend, as all of us do outside the sports world to our friends in it, that when Tampa Bay inevitably wins the cup, the publications will go with lightning strikes twice for winning back-to-back. Mm. And this was before Tampa Bay won the cup, so congrats mm-hmm. to Josh for being right for real. Mm-hmm. Um, sure enough, NHL Twitter went with that, and sites and papers followed. I felt vindicated, although not sure what that says about me. It says mm-hmm. you should have gone into sports media, Josh. He says, so that got me thinking about the best predictable sports headlines. For example, Utah winning an NBA title would be all that jazz. Miami Hurricanes winning the CFP two years in a row. The U is back to back. And Duke losing in the 2022 NCAA tournament second round to seventh seed Oregon in Coach K's final game is KO. What are yours? <laughs> KO. I like Love that the one. pod. Send my regards to Moses. Ever hopeful, Josh. I like that. Well, that that's tough to be put on the spot like that. Um, this is one we can think about, but I just think that that is such a great uh, prompt. Do you think that's how headline people operate? Is like they write down headlines just in case they have like an emergency headline. Like if like if the, the New York Cubs Post and the, the New York Reds, Daily News yeah. have them just like stacked ready to go. If the Cubs ever beat the Red Sox. And six games in the World Series, uh, and 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 the deciding game, it's a no hitter. I have this lined up. I have this yeah. one like break glass in case of. And then you're like, if the Cubs that. beat the Yankees, it's deep dish over thin crust, baby. <laughs> you know, like I mean, probably. Yeah, I think that that's probably true. You know how they pre-write obituaries for everybody famous? Oh yeah, that's morbid. I don't like. I that. mean, when I worked at the Boston Globe, when I worked at an actual newspaper and USA Today, we they just had like all these files ready to go of people who were old who were going to die soon. And people wonder why 
the general public hates media. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's like the most messed up thing. Ever. At the same time, you know, I'm trying to think of an old person. I don't want to say it, but someone dies and you yeah. got to get that thing out. Do you though? That's yes, what I guess I'm saying. Do, like, do you have to get it out? More. Or like, what if we like, you know, maybe took some time and let the okay, family well, that's grieve. That's existential and, like, question, Mark. That's like, why that you're right. That's why media sucks. Do we have to maybe you don't have to get it out. The death I, of yes. a famous person. We must. We must monetize the death of a famous. You person. literally last week. You literally said, "I will monetize your death." I will. Well, you're that is duh. a verbatim. <laughs> you're a friend. That to you me. should monetize your own friend's <laughs> death. Duh. Duh. That's America. Don't that's do it capitalism. to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> yeah. But a stranger? No, that's that's tacky. That's in bad taste. I don't like that. Sell t-shirts if I die. Um, Jesus, that's so dark. Anyway, um, we got a few more, but I feel like that's a pretty solid. That's a pretty good uh, email uh, batch, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I I, I appreciate these emails. They're always fun. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you you want to say? Any? Uh, I, I I need to start writing my own emails into here, by the way, because like I I always like have thoughts, and I always have complaints. As you know, yeah. as I'm walking around, living my life, and sometimes I'll just dump them out on the show, but uh, other times you I feel- write them in emails. I should write them in emails and let you read them, so then that way I don't feel like I'm monopolizing the oxygen on the show just to complain. My, more re- <laughs> my, my most recent complaint, maybe we hit with yeah. this, is yeah, uh, top, top golf. Um, I love top golf. I love the idea of it. I love, it's like a bowling alley, but it's golf, and it's like, wow, I'm sold. Um <laughs> I was in Colorado last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no top golf to my knowledge in Southern California, or at least nothing around me. So uh, I was in Colorado, and there's a top golf not too far away from where I was staying. We went and played some top golf, and mm-hmm. I was with a group of people that don't golf, and I golf. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the pressure was on. Everyone's looking at me. They're like, I'm sure you're going to kill us, whatever. Um, the scoring system, I'm going to start with this. I won. I did win. So this isn't me saying, like, I'm not like retroactively right. saying, you know, I'm trying to come up with excuses. I still won. What I'm saying is I was monitoring it closely. Top golf scoring system is completely out of whack. And it, it is the, it is a huge problem in this country. I think we is need it? to like really figure this out. Yeah. Like you just, you, you I'm, I'm sitting there watching closely and people are just whacking balls all over the place, getting points. They're not even close to the targets. The little GPS they have in the balls don't work right. And meanwhile, I'm they sticking have a GPS it. in the balls. They have like a chip or something in there. And Charlotte, have you, have you done Top Golf before? No. We got to do Top Golf. Okay. But I also hate it. That's the problem. It's like I love the idea, but also like, I guess the complaint is this, Charlotte. Like my reputation, I could feel the pressure that like my mm-hmm. reputation was staked on the on, line. On the line, and I was putting my reputation in the hands of a, a glitchy system ah. that could not score properly, and I was watching it not score properly, and uh, it was pissing me off because I'm smoking the shit out of the ball, hitting the <laughs> the right down the pipe. Yeah. No points. And then I'm watching grandma like shank it to the left and points. Like what? What are we talking? What, did what are you we get doing? angry? Did you get angry <laughs> in real time or did you keep it together? That's my question. It's <laughs> a great, that's a great question. I think you, uh, if you ask me you're, and you're ask the people I was red, with, so I think the people I was with might give you a different answer than I would. I'm going to ask the people you were with. <laughs> <I was laughs> I'm going to go ahead and ask the people. I you're kept with. it. I like to think I kept it internal, but I was definitely getting worked up. I ended up winning. Like it wasn't about like whether I win or not. It was about like I no, was trying to break records. Of the thing. Yes, Come I was on, trying to it's break smart records. T- anything, anything that you're upset about is about the principle. the principle of the thing. 
Put that it's on not the... about what happened to you. It's not about, it's like about the, that's how uh, I, would... you know put... where I feel this pressure? What's that? Wait, 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 what were you going to I was going to say, put that on the Des Moines Yacht Club shirt. I'm not actually mad. It's just about the principal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to start collecting that's, these. That's, that's we need to collect all of our slogans. We can make money on that shit. Uh, I feel this pressure with boats. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there is a boat around, it is automatic. It's like, oh, well, Charlotte knows boats. And I don't have to worry usually about a scoring system or something. Like, if the boat breaks, that's not yeah. my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But if I hit something, that's entirely that's your, my that's fault. Your fault. It's not but like if there's it a breaks, scoring. D- doesn't it fall on you to fix? Like, wouldn't like the the layman yeah, that's, that's out I there get with to, you like, roll up my sleeves and be like, oh, I just need to add some oil or like, yeah. oh, it's the battery, and then I actually you do look the move like a dad. <laughs> every every guy does when uh, he's in a car with his significant other uh-huh. and it breaks down, and you just uh-huh. go pop the trunk and you're, I'll take a look and yeah. you just look at it for like ten minutes and you're like. I have no idea what I'm looking at. But, uh, <laughs> she doesn't know that. <laughs> and then you get back in that the car is... and you're like, wow, I've never seen this. This is bad. This is really bad. We're going to have to call them the pros. <laughs> the thing about the thing about boats, too, you can just toss around words. You're That's like, true, oh, yeah. my God, it's a halyard. Yeah. And yeah. you're on a motorboat. Yeah. And you're like, it's a halyard <laughs> yeah. and the stays are all messed up. And like, I can't, uh, it's going to, and then, and then someone always is like, aren't those sailboat terms? And you're like, yeah. God damn it, Jason. Yeah, yeah. That that is my fear. Is uh, I'm I'm really good at being just a little. I know a little bit more than my friend on a topic, and so I talk from a place of expertise. And my the, my number one nightmare in life, I think, is mm-hmm. to be in that position, and someone who's actually an expert is sitting next to us and is like, "Buddy, you're an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about my entire. And then my whole life. empire just crumbles. My whole like, career oh, yeah. <laughs> is built on vaguely being quick enough. Yeah. To say something. And then someone, you know, you actually know basketball and I'm like mid-range jumper and you're like, what? Charlotte, the what? You can't just you're like, like what? <laughs> that's, that's not a sentence. I, you can't just you know, say mid-range <laughs> jumper when you're watching a basketball. That doesn't, that's not how it works. <laughs> Listen, I have a few lines and that is all I say. I'm like mid-range jumper. <laughs> Charlotte, it's a timeout. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> like, it's a Wendy's commercial. <laughs> like, oh, man. Reggie Miller. <laughs> anyway, hey, uh, I don't want to tip our hand too much because uh, yeah. you know things change and, and the media landscape changes a lot. Maybe someone famous will die, and we'll have to do an obituary <laughs> on them or, or a eulogy or whatever. Um, do you want to pre-record? But, those yeah, two? we should do that. Yeah. Uh, but the All Star Game is this week. Mm-hmm. It is on Fox. Um, we work for Fox, and uh, I, I, it's it, some people call it the Midsummer Classic, and. Uh, <laughs> I think we should. I think we should talk. I, I'm excited for it. So I, me too. I don't know. I want to put that on your radar. I, I, I want to. I want to pitch that out there. We're gonna figure something. No, to I do think with that Austin. that, yeah. especially after you know our little challenge to Ben Verlander, maybe yeah. we can see if we can get him to pop on from because uh, a bunch of our colleagues are out there. We got the yeah. Cespedes Barbecue guys. We got Jake and Jordan out there. We got mm-hmm. Ben Verlander out there. Pedro Mora is out there. Our editor, Amy Brackman, is out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we sent a crew. Um, mm-hmm. And so maybe some of them can, you know, let us know what it's like. What's and, going uh, on? We can give, talk us a, about, give us an altitude yeah. report. Like, what's the oxygen levels like out there? Are we, uh, it's going to be tough. How are we, how are we feeling? Yeah, Amy <laughs> does a lot of yoga, so I bet she's okay. 
Ben? Although, I don't I know. Just, He's not a very athletic guy. So. I just realized, though, the game is Tuesday, and the show will come out on Thursday. So well, uh, maybe we'll have him on like after the game and tell us what you saw. Yeah. Tell us what you saw out there. A post-mortem. Yeah. An obituary for the All-Star Or we could do, baseball people love this. Uh, how do we fix this game? <laughs> yes. You're like, hey, Ben, uh, uh, I know you love this, and this game's been being played for like 200 years now in this country. Uh, but let's fix it right now. So let's, how do we fix this? All right, let's take, let's open, let's pop the hood. Let's look at the engine and let's see what's wrong with this puppy. 12 year olds on TikTok aren't watching baseball. Ben, why? How can we fix that? Do we have any ideas? He's like, do you know how huge I am with teenagers? It's <laughs> like teenagers uh, love me. Anyway, it's true. Fun times. Um, all right. Well, is that it? We'll see you guys Thursday. We will see you Thursday. I'm happy to be back reading your emails. Send us more emails. Keep Please. the email centipede going. People sports podcast. The, the, you, Jack, see, this, Mark, you got to plug the. You, you can't say send emails. People got to so, remember. Okay, you know. The, well, you need to know this because you got to send us an email too. It's the people's sports podcast at gmail dot com. There we go. And see there's two Thursday. S's between. There's people's, and then it goes right into sports. So don't let that back-to-back ass trip you out. They're both in there.